Hey, fellow marketers, welcome to another episode of the Marketing Careers Podcast presented by the marketinghelp.co, your number one resource for productively advancing your marketing career. All right, here we are for another Career Moments episode, and these are episodes where we interview a marketer, hear about their specific career path, day in the life, and get them to share some valuable insights, tips, learnings, uh, anything specific to their marketing career moments. And today we have a great uh, guest for this episode. His name is James Core. He's a senior analytics team lead at Seer Interactive. Now, Seer Interactive is known to be a digital marketing agency powered by big data. And we'll hear how James is aligning with that um, with that statement and what he does to support that. But James has a pretty interesting career path. He talks about how he went from working in finance as a co-op to now he's a team lead at Seer Interactive. He shares some tips on, on what's motivated him uh, to stay at the same agency for almost seven years now. Plus, he's got some great insights on the skills that are necessary beyond just being comfortable with numbers if you're looking for an analytics path. Just a ton of great ep- uh, tips in this episode. And I think it's a great episode for anybody who's about to graduate or somebody looking to break into an agency role and you're not quite sure how to get in and maybe you have some of the transferable skills that James talks about. So definitely check out the show notes, uh, connect with James, check out some other great career resources we have for you. And let's get into this conversation with James Core. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Marketing Careers Podcast. And here we are with James Core. James, welcome to the episode. Hey, Eric. Thank you for the uh, the invite. Yeah. So, so, so happy to have you on here because, again, it's been a pleasure to see you navigate your career. Um, you know, back when I think we first met when you were at Drexel, to even now, I mean, you've definitely accomplished a lot. You've moved, you know, across the country also. So, um, you know, let's just kick it off by letting people understand your career path and maybe go as far back as university, whatever that catalyst moment was that got you into what is a successful web analytics career. So uh, just, you know, because it looks like you did some finance, some startuping. So just, you know, take us as far back as you want and, and take us through your career path. Yeah, happy to. So yeah, I'll start back at the uh, the college days in, in Drexel University in Philadelphia. Um, if you're not familiar with Drexel, which you may very well not be, um, there's usually most people that go to Drexel end up in a five-year program that has these components called co-ops. You can think of them just as, as uh, full-time internships, but um, kind of think about it like those middle three years of the five years, um, you're kind of either in six months of class or six months of co-op, right? Kind of you know, switches back and forth. Um, so those were extremely pivotal. I knew coming out of high school, I wanted to go to business school. You know, I had various inspirations for that. My dad is a was a small time business owner and stuff like that. So I always envisioned kind of going down that a similar path. Business kind of always interested me. So I got into business school, but from there, I wasn't really sure where I wanted to go. And finance kind of you know drew my eye. I kind of have an interest in numbers, generally speaking. Um, and was kind of decent at those things in school, not not overly good at any of them per se, but um, was drew in that that direction, right? Um, so that's what kind of started to lead me down the path. So I thought, um, maybe I'm going to go into finance. I'm just going to check out some things. So my first co-op was actually at um, Estee Lauder, actually in a manufacturing facility, managing actually just like manufacturing, which has nothing to do necessarily with finance, but it was what I could get at the time as a, as a first-time co-op, not with a whole lot of experience. 
but learned some really invaluable things with how to communicate, which I think have, has helped me later down the line. The next internship that I had, um, I'm fortunate that I had uh, some family that worked on the mercantile exchange floor, actually in New York City, nice. um, trading commodities. So, you know, natural gas, lots of that stuff get, was getting traded on the floor and slowly moved to computers and, and really is mostly done by computers today. Um, but learning and seeing some of that business. Um, and again, finance, you know, that's kind of going into the, the equities, you know, the markets and things like that, which I thought I was, I was very much interested in. Um, and then my third co-op, I went to Goldman Sachs in private wealth management in Philadelphia um, and learned a ton, namely that um, maybe finance wasn't really my gig and really wasn't the thing I saw myself in for a variety of reasons, um, mainly because I felt like um, I was just beholden to money, frankly, and mm. it just wasn't where I get my happiness from, my passion from. And I was able to realize that through going through this, this internship or co-op, um, really. So I think that was a, a big light bulb moment. Um, and interestingly enough, I came out of that co-op and I was like, that's not for me. So yeah. I need to rethink, where am I going with right. my life? What do I want to do? Um and kind of serendipitously at that point in time, I actually took a class and I think that's actually how I actually first, first met you yep. um, and, and Jed as well, actually. Um, I think it was actually mostly proctored by him. Um, so it was actually through that class um, where, you know, marketing professionals were kind of brought in to talk to us about marketing, um, made a relationship with marketing and with Jed. And he actually um, really helped foster my relationship with marketing um, and I, from that last co-op into, you know, the, the final, you know, couple semesters there determined, um, maybe marketing is my thing. And I went that direction, um, and actually did another off the record internship kind of like outside of school, um, actually at an agency, a small agency, um, where Jed was working at the time as well. And, and I was fortunate enough to have him as, as a mentor and help me discern and understand the marketing landscape, um, a little bit further um, and, and maybe we'll get into some of this, but the, there's kind of like the agency side and client side, and he helped sure. me understand those things, um, you know, and how, what, what the difference was and things like that. So I continued to think like, oh, okay, no, this, this is making a lot of sense. I like this stuff. I like the environment. I like, you know, culturally speaking, it aligned with where I felt I saw myself going, um, all that sort of good stuff, as well as, you know, seeing general growth in, in terms of like the industry, my career prospects and stuff like that too. Um, for what that's worth, the the twenty one year old or twenty year old James thinking about that sort of stuff at the time, <laughs> trying to consider that stuff too. Um, well, r- real quick, I mean, just going yeah. back from from the finance experience where you were saying that you realized that the finance experience was all about the money, chasing the money, and I heard you reference, you know, wasn't as fulfilling as you really wanted it to be, and then enter marketing and I guess a different look on numbers where it may not be so much, you know, financially driven like the markets, but, you know, did you see something in the numbers here that was a little bit more fulfilling in terms of, you know, finding that sort of connection to it, you know, in addition to the other things that you enjoy about marketing? For sure. I definitely think so. And I think that's ultimately what has led me down the path of, you know, web analytics and where I'm at today and where I ended up back then, right? That interest to those numbers, um, and trying to, you know, psychology has always been an interesting topic for me too. I'm um, trying to understand how people and humans work um, is always very interesting to me. So I think that was another aspect of like marketing that's kind of like intrinsically often a part of the marketer's job yeah, and trying yeah. to understand those things. Um, 
So pulling all those things together kind of helped me land where I did. So yes, I would definitely agree with that um, for sure. So you, you, you finished up at uh, that small agency working with, uh, with Jed, and then you got introduced to Sear where you joined as uh, an associate uh, in analytics. Yeah. Yeah. And let me actually rewind just a little bit. I think there's a little bit more to that. That's I think important, especially uh, will be relative to, to the listeners here. So before I got to Sear, um, I got out of college. I just wanted to relax. I was, I was fortunate enough to have saved a little bit of money um, and be able to kind of take some time off. So I did that. I also kind of networked and and worked with a small startup that was doing some drone advertising stuff. um, So kind of quasi marketing type stuff. Um, and that was where some of the, the startup-y type stuff kind of came into view. Didn't do a ton of work there. It was like, you know, three months-ish, um, something like that. Um, but, you know, realized some things there. Um, but ultimately, my networking um, actually led me to Sear. So I came out of that and I was like, I, I'm not happy with this whole situation. It was not not for me. It was I won't get into the situation, but it doesn't really matter. Sure. Um, but I, I ended that and was like, where am I going to go from here? So I started looking at my network um, and I met up and had coffee with a guy, Nico, um, who used to work at Sear, who's now at Google, um, working as an engineer. Um, so essentially I sat down with him. I was like, hey, like, what are you working on? And, and you know, tell me, like, you know, I knew him through, you know, my university days and, and you know, hanging out with him and, and things like that and just sat down and had coffee. And he told me about Sear and what they were working on and what he was doing. And he really encouraged me um, to think about, you know, applying. He said, you know, these are some of the things that we're doing on the analytics team. It sounds like it might might be a fit for you. Um, and then, you know, that weekend I went and got Google Analytics individually qualified because that was something he's like, go do this and then apply and yeah. like, let's see where things go. Um to try to give me some direction uh, as well. Um, not just like, Hey, and maybe this job posting, something like that. So give me a little bit more of an in there to try to uh, really see if it was something that interests me a little bit further. And then from there interviewed and yes, would join the, the, the SEER team as uh, an analytics associate at the time. Nice. So, so something I'm curious about, and I'm sure listeners can, can align with this as they, they go through their journeys, maybe when they were first interviewing, but when you were interviewing for that role, clearly it was something where, you hadn't worked in an uh, analytics role, uh, textbook analytics role prior to Sear, but you walked into that conversation prepared, knowing that okay, let me get my Google Analytics IQ com- uh, completed. When it came to getting that job, how much do you think that you brought to the table in terms of what was required in the job description versus what percentage you knew you had to learn as soon as you uh, you know started in that job? Yeah. Um, a, a lot was probably missing, I think is the short answer, right? Um, you're often not necessarily bringing the hard skills right to the table for, for that sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but now having, you know, obviously lived through it and now at the position that I'm in today where I'm, I'm helping to, and, you know, a critical piece in making our hiring decisions for the team know that it's, it's not always, necessarily about all the hard skills and checking all those boxes. Sure. There's, there's some non-negotiables of course, but generally speaking, like it was more about, I think what, what the team then perceived in me um, through the short interactions that we did have in terms of, you know, my willingness to jump in and dive in before they'd even met me. Right. That's, that's the proactiveness and taking action on, Oh, like Nico said, like, 
you know, you should consider doing this before applying, right? You didn't tell me I had to do this. And it wasn't a requirement for the interview. It was more that I went and did it because I thought it was a good fit. And it would show that like, hey, I'm ambitious. I want to, I want to work here. I want to work in this industry um, as well as try to make sure I understood what I was getting myself into, right? So I think it was some of that that shined through. Um, again, this is, you know, my own personal opinion, of course, but, um, you know, I think that that kind of came through as well as just like a general curiosity um, just kind of fits and aligns with Sears culture and what what we do. Obviously, I didn't know that coming in, but, um, you know, that that sort of mentality and, and asking good questions and interviews and things like that, I think all played a key role in overcoming some of those maybe shortcomings relative to maybe some of the hard skills that I just did, I didn't have at that point in time. And I love that perspective you have because you did it yourself to get into the company, but you also recognize it now when you're looking at candidates coming in for specific positions. So, I mean, that's a, to me, that's a big takeaway just about the, I heard a couple key phrases there, key words. One is uh, networking with Nico, uh, proactivity to, you know, throw yourself into Google Analytics um, and then ambition, right? Which, which probably, like you're saying, you probably don't, if you watched a video recording of you interviewing at SEER, uh, you probably, I'm guessing, show that excitement and wantingness to be part of this, whatever they were doing, whatever the role was. So I think those three things are critical. Uh, knowing that, you know, no one, you don't have to be an expert at an uh, entry level position. You just have to be ready to show those things. Cool. Um, so you're, you've been at SEER for, I want to say what, almost six years, seven years. And I guess yeah. when it comes when it comes to career pathing, what has kept you motivated? Uh, you know, because nowadays that's unheard of to be anywhere longer than two years. And listen, I know Sear, uh, I know Will, and I know that he he's built a great thing there. So it obviously depends on the the culture and the agency. But in your in your world, uh, in your role, what has kept you there uh, as long as you've been there? Yeah, it's a great question, and and you're absolutely right. It'll be seven years in October. So we're somewhere in that six and a half ish range, something like that. I don't know. Um, but no, it's a, it's a great question. I think to boil it down to a couple things. Um, number one, I think it's the transparency and autonomy at SEER. So those two things um, align really well with how I work and how I operate. Um, so on the autonomy side, like being able to determine how I work best and just doing it right. Being able to, you know, be given that trust is really what it comes down to. Um, it's really trust in both of those things, right? If you kind of think about both of those things, being transparent and being able to have the autonomy to do your job in the way that you want, trying to figure things out in the way that, that you need to, um, it really comes down to how much does your boss, your executive team, your team, whoever trust that you're going to be able to accomplish those things. Right. So those are two huge factors um, that all kind of, some back into trust. Um, and there's just a great deal of trust and transparency and autonomy at SEER. I think the second key piece um, is the uh, momentum and the learning that I did. Just constantly working with amazing folks from, you know, Nico, who ironically left uh, a week before I actually had my start date, um, to, you know, working with uh, just great people learning things all the time, thinking like, man, like, I hope I can one day, you know, get to their level um, and continuing to push myself further. And then along with that, obviously came, you know, I was uh, an associate hired and then I you know, was promoted to a senior associate and from a senior associate to an account manager, an account manager to a senior account manager, an account 
senior account manager to team lead and team lead to now senior team lead. Um, and to continue seeing those, you know, those kind of goals put ahead of me and then knocking them down is really inspiring. Um, it's one thing to, to, you know, have the different levels at a company, but to see people move through it, being able to move through it um, was something that, that obviously still sticks with me today and, and continues to make me feel like it, it, there's upward momentum in a way that is providing dividends to me and I'm learning things that, that I'm not sure that I would somewhere else. So I think that has staying power as well. And then the last thing that I think has helped really keep me at Sears is just the team. I mean, it's, yeah. it's really cliche to say, but just working with the team and, and, and doing good work, we're all passionate about, you know, being partners versus let's say a vendor or just an agency that somebody works with. So it all kind of comes stems from, you know, the culture at Sears in different ways. But I think, uh, you know, the team itself, uh, we don't work with assholes and we don't hire them either. Right. So like we're, we're very big on, on who we work with and the team that we have. Um, so those things mean a lot to me because I really learned pieces of this coming from that, that finance thing that we talked about earlier um, is what motivates me is, is helping others succeed and seeing them succeed and seeing them grow and learn. Um, so, you know, a place like Sierra gets to do that a lot now. So that's definitely a huge factor in it as well. I like that perspective because um the way that you're positioning that is if you're somebody, if you're listening to this and you're, you know, you just started your agency job or you've been there for two years and you're wondering what next, well, it sounds like if you listen to what James is saying, if you if you focus in on asking some good questions to leadership, getting really tight and understanding what what is the the future of the agency, what are the opportunities for me, well, then there could be, you know, another four or five years of you working there. A lot of times it feels like, you know, if the culture isn't there to embrace that sort of curiosity and, and wanting to be challenged, yeah, then you probably are going to be there for two years and move on. But it is a testament to finding the right agency. And we've interviewed some other um, guests here that have, have had some longer stints at agencies. And there's a theme. And the theme is um, leadership trusts the people they hire. And like you were saying, you hire the right people, surround yourself with the right people that are there for the right reasons. And yes, you're going to lose people here and there. But, you know, individually, if, if, if you have certain goals you're trying to achieve, you know, make sure you're working with the right company, the right people. Uh, and then it's easy, right? I can, you know, I can say you, you, you probably had some challenges in your six years there, but by and large, when you're working with great people, you have more good than bad. Yeah, no, I would definitely agree with with everything you just said there. Um, and ultimately, to 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 speak to some of those people, maybe they're at an agency where they don't, you know, feel like maybe it's a long term fit, or maybe they are. But the two things that I would say that have have really, I think, helped me progress in my career. The first thing being, I think, larger uh, through the first half, and the second one being larger through the, the more recent years. First one is uh, I'm very much a ask for. Uh, forgiveness, not permission nice. sort of person. Yeah. Proactivity, especially, you know, that sort of approach in an agency works, generally speaking, lends itself well. Again, depends on where you're at, what you're doing, all those sorts of good things. But generally speaking, being proactive and, and you know, putting yourself in the game versus waiting for somebody to put you in the game in an agency setting generally has provided me with dividends, you know, many times over more than I've gotten scolded, let's say. Um, and then the second thing that I would say is, um, as I've gotten further down the line, especially in my senior team lead role, um, and in my team lead role a little bit, but just, just understanding the business side of things, um, the more you can do that and understand how both your agency operates as well as your clients and talking about 
things like profit margin and gross profit and some of these fine, you know, scary finance terms, um, marketers, I would encourage them to embrace those things more um, because it will help you provide better service to your clients as well as show up to your leadership and show them, hey, like, you know, I think if we make this investment and, you know, I want to take this course, I think we can, you know, help improve our margins by whatever X percent or something like that. Like, that's not really something they often hear. So I think that that other piece is something that um, I would always encourage, uh, you know, folks to to think about and consider as you grow in the marketing career as well. I love it because the question I was going to ask you next is going to be what recommendations for the for the person listening that says, you know, analytics agency path I want to follow, what what should I be doing to best prepare? So beyond the Google mm-hmm. Analytics IQ, which sounds like table stakes for anybody looking to get into this path, quite frankly, for any marketer in general, beyond that, what can somebody be pursuing? So almost like talking to yourself seven years ago and to truly ace that interview, sure, you have Google Analytics, but what else? Uh, should those looking to get into web analytics be preparing uh, when looking to get into this sort of career? Yeah, there's so many different ways to show initiative, show, you know, passion, right? I think those are some of the big things. Um, And we were, to take us back for a moment, some of the other team leads and myself were talking about like um, how we interview and the things that we really look for, right? Um, And we, there's an article by a good named guy named uh, Avinash Kashuk, um, mm-hmm. worked at Google, great, you know, fantastic consultant, you name it. Um, and he talked about hiring for an analytics team and kind of like knowing and thinking about um, the things that you look for in an interview. And basically to sum this up, we often overweight on some of those like analytics specific skills and expertise and underweight on things like, like business savvy and analytics savvy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've, we've had some discussions over the last couple of months. One of my colleagues uh, did a great job summarizing the article and sent it around to us. Um, and we've tried to focus more on the analytics savviness versus like the analytics expertise. Mm. So just that that alone, I think that um, realization was very interesting for us and, and helped us understand more about like how we can better analyze some of our hiring and interview process and decisions that we make. Um, try to focus on that versus saying like, oh, you've spent eight years in Google Analytics. Great, you're hired. It's it's less about that. It's more about like, what challenges have you solved? What problems have you solved, right? And, and those things are transferable whether you're not working today in your own life um, and just, you know, off doing, you know, things outside of, let's say, working in an agency. Um, maybe you work for yourself. Maybe, you you know, a variety of different things, challenges that you probably are solving, right? So it's applicable whether you are a woman, a woman shop, whether you're working at a large agency, whether you're in-house, whether you're not working in marketing at all. Um, I think that trying to understand and frame things in a, in a challenge and the solution that you provided way is, is definitely one big thing that you can do. Um, and for me, going back to pre-seer, um, I started my own blog. It was just blogging about stuff. It's it's an, I don't even want to see the site today because I can't even remember <laughs> what I was writing about or what uh, the direction I was headed, but it was just generally about marketing and stuff like that. And again, that didn't pan out, you know, it, but it, it helped me uh, get to where I am today. I think that was just another piece, you know, on my resume at the time that helped show, you know, some of the things that the, the challenge for me was like, I want to become a voice. I want to have, you know, I want to write and I want to be able to publish things. And I don't, I don't have a platform to do that today. So went and bought a site off Wix and just made it and, started just, you know, writing content and stuff like that with, you know, very little to no, you know, viewership, 
but that wasn't the point. The point was to try to challenge myself. So I think that's, that's absolutely one, you know, many different areas, I think, but one area that I, one thing that I can succinctly say is like a huge thing that anyone can go and do. I love it. I love it. So, you know, just kind of recapping that the career path here, you know, the, the early interest in numbers that, you know, you, you had to explore and then you realized what you liked about numbers and it wasn't in finance. And as you got introduced to through a networking conversation, led you to an agency where, uh, again, the takeaway here, why your path has been so long at this one agency is that you recognize the value it can provide to you, plus the culture, the leadership, everything aligns with supporting your growth in in uh, your interest in analytics. Um, so this is great. And, and I think, where do you think, and here's a question, where do you think the next step on your path will be? Is it another agency, same agency, uh, in-house, startup, um, any thought to that? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, you know, it's something, obviously I think all of us kind of think about that from time to time. Um, right now, um, you know, as I look out over the next six, 12 months, like I, there's really, I very little chance I would leave here. Right. Um, as you get beyond that, it's always a question of like, well, yeah, of course I'm always open to opportunities and always going to consider other things, but I don't necessarily at this point in time, see myself, um, leaving Sierra. Of course that can always change, but you know, as I look out further, I'm, I'm very happy here. I'm a part of, you know, the leadership team at this point in time and, and, and feel really valued, um, and can help the business move in, you know, various directions and help shape what our team looks like and the things that we focus on and things like that. So I feel really fortunate to have been able to work in a position and work really hard to get here um, to be able to help structure and figure those and, and, you know, work with our clients to figure out their challenges and their problems. Right. So for me right now, I think as I look out over the next 12, 24 months, I find it doubtful that I would move from SEER. It's possible. Um, as I get beyond that, um, it's it less certainty for sure. sure. Um, I think I've always wanted to run my own shop. Um, and I've talked with, you know, I have another friend who kind of does some of that now. And, and we've kind of always considered and thought about opening, you know, our own consultancy of some sort. So that's, that's always kind of been something that we've kicked around and thought about. And like I mentioned early in the podcast, yeah. um, you know, my dad was an entrepreneur and that's always been something I think I've always internally tried to strive for. Um, but at this point in time too, I've also realized how hard and difficult it is too. Sure is, yeah. you know, I have, I have a lot more education on that front now and see a lot of things and have learned a lot here. Um, so it's possible that, you know, I do something like that. It's also very possible I end up in-house trying to go more deeply into things versus, you know, spreading out across many things, which can be a challenge. Sure. Um, I think at, at that, you know, it's, it's at that stage of my life. I think that that may be a welcome change as well. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, here's the reality. It's hard. I mean, even now it's hard to look past even six months uh, with any certainty. There's always like this desire and aspiration, but um, yeah, this is always just a fun question because, you know, there's already some guests that, that, that come hell or high water, they want to have their own thing at some point or start their own thing. Um, but l- listening to you, it just sounds like, like, like you said earlier, you love to help people and what better position to be in than in an agency where you get to see across, uh, different industries, different, different types of clients, different challenges. So yeah, see, it, it just definitely sounds like a, a really good fit. Um, so good recap here on James's, uh, career path. 
So let's take a break right now. We'll come back and then we'll talk more about deeper into the day in the life of, uh, of a professional in web analytics. So we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Hey guys, just a couple quick updates from the marketing help. We've actually uh, been working on this new free membership experience um, for you marketers. Now, all you need to do, to do is go to the marketinghelp.co forward slash subscribe. So when you get there, you set up your free account. And in the free account, we've curated just all the necessary tools, resources that we believe you need to get started. Uh, plus, we've introduced a new marketers community experience that allows you to further engage with others that are maybe in the same journey that you are. But you get access to tons of free resources, uh, a more vibrant, active community that you can start exploring ASAP. And with the free membership, um, you're going to be able to access some of these marketing career and job search guidebooks, interviewing templates. Uh, We just released a couple of helpful walkthrough videos where we walk you through what you need to be creating for your marketer's resume and your marketer's LinkedIn profile, because there's a difference. And we give you the tips that you need to embrace so that your profiles and your resume will stand out from all those other candidates that are interviewing for the same job that you are. So in addition to all that stuff, you get access to our Career Insights newsletter and you'll get immediate access and notification whenever we publish a future episode of the Marketing Careers Podcast. So again, all you need to do, go free membership, set it up today at themarketinghelp.co forward slash subscribe. Now let's get uh, back to the episode. All right, and we're back here with James Core, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper now into a day in the life of what we'll call here, we agree, you know, it's web analytics, right? So when you're working in web analytics, James, take us through the day in the life, which we know it depends, but, you know, maybe look through two lenses. One is in your role as an executive team leader, how do you spend your day in the business, on the business or your week? And then maybe, you know, uh, crystallize it for somebody at the associate level who just started in web analytics. What are they doing uh, in, in, a, in a general week in an agency, which we know is fed by a lot of demand from various clients? So maybe, you know, talk us through what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I will start with, um, actually the, 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 the more junior sort of roles that we have, um, the roles that I've, I've gone through, um, and then I'll get into kind of where I'm at today. Sure. Um, so starting with, you know, what, what's called an associate role at SEER, you know, it could be akin to an analyst role at some other agencies, um, probably various other titles. Um, but the way I like to describe both the associate role and then the account manager role um, at SEER. Um, and there, there's, again, just to give you a background on the, on the progression of roles at SEER, it's generally speaking, it's associate, senior associate, account manager, senior account manager, team lead, senior team lead, and then upward from there, there's a couple other positions on the executive side. Um, but generally, those are all the folks that interact with clients. So senior you know, associate through account manager are working day-to-day with clients. Um, the way I like to depict the role and kind of how it breaks out is, you know, you're a, at SEER, again, account manager can mean different things at different agencies. So at SEER, it means that you're essentially the, you're the quarterback. And, you know, within that role, within, you know, being a quarterback um, means that you're driving the strategy, determining the strategy, you know, working with the client to understand their needs, communicating with them and building a relationship with them. You're project managing and then you're also part, you know, analyst. So it's kind of a multitude of things kind of 
into one, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, and then the associate role really supports and basically executes. So the, the account manager is often calling plays, calling things, you know, working with the client to understand, decipher, challenge um, what they're saying and, and make sure we're on the same page and, you know, are headed in the right direction. And then those two together, generally as a duo, will work together to kind of execute. Um, so generally often delegating a lot to the associate and making sure things get done. Um, you know, so the account manager has a lot of different duties across a lot of different disciplines wrapped within that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the team lead role kind of manages a team of account managers and associates. So you're not only, you know, responsible for you know, your team of account managers and associates, but you're also responsible for that that book of business um, and, and, you know, build a relationship with those clients. So typically speaking, you know, as a team lead, as senior team lead, I, I meet with my clients anywhere from, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more on quote unquote, one or two clients that I'm like more, much more involved in than any of my others. Um, but a team lead will kind of oversee anywhere from 10 to, you know, 20-ish sort of clients in their book of business, depending upon where they're at and how big they all are and that sort of good stuff. Um, so my engagement with them is much more minimal. I'll talk with them maybe once a quarter, something like that, generally speaking, to understand some of their problems and their challenges and things like that. So that's a high level overview of kind of like the roles and kind of like what you could kind of expect at, at some of those. Yep. Um, I'll circle back to like the day-to-day and actually what, what they actually do right now to give you a little bit more insight there. So the associate role started with them um, at SEER. Again, obviously it depends, right? All agencies could be different. So we focus primarily on, on web analytics um, and web analytics kind of fits within a greater umbrella of analytics, um, which you can talk more about, but Focusing on web analytics now, um, we basically help, the way I categorize, I summarize my role to, you know, my mom, my family members, um, and friends that don't work in the industry is we help businesses, you know, measure what's happening on their websites and apps and make decisions based off that data to improve their business. That's the shortest way I can describe what my team does and how we provide value to our clients, right? So what that looks like in the day in the life of the associate is, you know, QAing, you know, the tracking that we may have put on a client site in Google Analytics. We often, you know, a lot of our business is focused around Google Analytics. So you'll hear me talk about that often. And usually that's what our, our clients are using. And for short, I'll call it GA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but often we find ourselves, you know, the general process is audit and understand like what you're tracking today. Let's see if it's correct. So a lot of, you know, a lot of the time, We'll be auditing and figuring out is something tracking correctly, properly? Is it configured properly within Google Analytics as well? Um, and then, you know, the step beyond that is is strategy and determining how do you strategically align business goals and objectives to measurement. Um, so that's where, you know, kind of the more art side of things kind of comes together and experience kind of helps out a lot. Right. Um, and that's where we see a lot of collaboration between, you know, new AMs and, and older account managers, things like that, um, or, you know, associates, you know, new and old, that sort of thing too. Um, so kind of putting the strategy together, you know, there's a bit of, of that. And that's often done through, you know, discussions with our clients, stakeholder discussions and questionnaires and communication and presentation of that strategy and things like that. And then there's actually implementing that stuff most often in a tag management system. Um, and we, you know, as you might guess, if you're familiar, uh, often use Google Tag Manager mm-hmm. or GTM for short. 
So our associates and account managers will often find themselves spending a lot of time in GTM um, implementing things. And that can just help. Uh, GTM is the conduit between a website and a Google Analytics and can be other things as well. Um, but, you know, it's often where you put your marketing pixels, that sort of stuff. So my team spends a lot of time there in setting up the strategy that we developed with a client um, and obviously doing it you know, in a sound way to make sure we're not, you know, don't need to audit ourselves in six months because something broke. Right. Right. Um, and then from that, once we have things implemented and actually configured properly, um, we go into, uh, you know, there's a lot of variety of different ways you can go from there, but most often, you know, we end up, uh, you want to make use of the data, right? So we kind of, we've, you know, I had an old director that used, uh, the, you know, a, a metaphor that was like, look, we can build you whatever ship, you want like we got a great shipyard here. I got a great team. I'm more than willing to you know we can build whatever you want, however big of a yacht or dinghy that you want. It's fine. Like we'll help match your needs. However, we're going to need your input to help drive that ship around the world. Like if you want to go see and travel and make use of it and get value out of it, you got to take it out of the marina. So that's kind of where the last uh, last is. It's not really linear necessarily, but kind sure. of like in in this you know, general project, let's say you kind of move into this phase of let's build some dashboards that you, you can kind of self-serve. Let's talk about and build some analysis. So that way, you know, like we'll deliver to you analysis that has actionable insights month to month um, so that you can actually make use of all of the great stuff that we spent, you know, time building and putting in place. Right. Um, so there, there's a whole world of, of analysis and we end up spending a lot of time there and drive a lot of value. That's often the end goal for a lot of our clients um, and where I feel we drive a ton of value, if not the most value um, for our clients. So I'd say that's that kind of makes up a large portion of the role. So our associates and account managers spend a lot of time around all of those sorts of things. So you can imagine, you know, a lot of that is within Google Analytics, within Google Tag Manager, in, you know, maybe in Excel or Google Sheets, in Google Data Studio, in Microsoft Power BI, Tableau. We're often trying to you know, visualize data, get it out of Google Analytics, visualize it, you know, tie it together with other data sets um, as often as we can because it, it ampl amplifies the, uh, you know, the power and value of it when you start pulling these dots together um, and, and, and using those to make decisions rather than just using a single source. So I'll pause there. That was a lot. That's all good. I, mean, I like how you structured the team. So I have a good sense for how the, how the teams are structured, but I like you know, very clear, right? There's strategic thinking and then there's execution. And it's clear uh, in a given client engagement that obviously there's challenges to solve for. So team will come up with the plan of attack. Uh, and I like the three phases, audit, build the strategy, implement. And that sounds like uh, something that you're not just doing once, right? So you're, you're probably, the auditing is coming through in the, how do we do this week, last week versus our goals? And then let's, that's part of the audit that would influence maybe a new direction or doubling down in the current direction. Um, if you were to ask anyone on your team at the associate level, now that we have context on the roles and responsibilities, if you ask anybody on your associate team what they hate most about their job, what do you think they would say? Well, that's a good question. I think they would say um, doing repetitive tasks or inefficiencies, you know, in our process and things like that. So, um there's a, you know, a multitude of, of ways that, that, that can come to fruition, but I think that's definitely a frustrating thing. So, you know, for instance, it's a month in and month out doing reporting on a specific, 
you know, set of websites or something like that, where there's like, you know, you know, if I rewind, you know, two, three years ago, um, we were often just pulling data from GA and other data sources and then stitching it back together, right? And then visualizing it in some fashion. And that, you know, just building that stuff would take, you know, multiple hours, many hours, you know, 10, 20 hours a month um, in it, you know, every single month. And that compounds really quickly. Um, you know, fast forward to today, I think we still do a lot of that, but we've gotten a lot better at it. Um, and SEER has an internal data warehouse that we use for lots of efforts like this now. Um, but again, I think it's still like we, we've kind of gotten a taste for it and want to see it further and see it impact more of our work um, today. So I think that's definitely something that I would say, you know, it's kind of high level, but also at the lower level that I think would, would be their answer. Got it. And it sounds like you know, your team is interacting with other teams, whether it's the paid search special specialist or the SEO specialist. What is the what, what's the the necessary requirement in your mind uh, of the skill that you want to see in uh, somebody who's in web analytics, knowing that they're not just doing analysis in 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 charge of GA and GTM, but they're interacting with other teams. So what, what are some of the skills and traits you look for for somebody so that you know that they can work well with others? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think, uh, you know, a big one that we obviously look for is, as you could probably guess, proactivity and, and you know, having ambition, having passion to a certain extent as much as you can um, show within a, a short interview, right? We look for those sorts of signs. Um, we also look for, obviously, you know, being a good communicator, being able to communicate both, you know, effectively but efficiently. You know, we understand that, you know, our clients don't have unlimited time just like we don't. So it's important that we're able to convey the things that we need to and be able to often, you know, on on, on my team specifically, um, talk about technical concepts in a way that, you know, someone who maybe doesn't have the technical understanding that, that I might have to be able to break that down, you know, to be able to break it down in a way that, you know, the client on the other side or the other team member can take that and then communicate it to another person that they may need to communicate it to, be it another agency, another team member, you know, whomever it may be, a developer, all those sorts of things. Um, So communication and being a good communicator um, is key. And obviously, again, there's some negotiable things, there's some non-negotiable things. (laughs) Um, But, you know, those are some of the key things that we try to, to our best ability, try to understand about folks, um, I would say. Right, communicating effectively and efficiently. I love that. Um, now, in 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 so many words, you know, uh, when you think about web analytics, artificial intelligence, machine learning, uh, how do these play into your day to day? Whether it's through the tools that you're using or or questions that you're answering from clients, because I'm sure you guys are getting tons of questions from clients about that, so that they feel that they're kind of innovative and thinking about the future. Uh, what's your what's your two cents on on those two spaces? Yeah, I mean, personally speaking, I'm I'm very interested in all of those sorts of things. I'm also a, a, a crypto enthusiast. I like and and believe in the mission of like a Bitcoin and and more so Ethereum. I think it has a lot of applications. But um, in terms of like AI and and you know big data and stuff like that, I think it's often touted as more marketing you know, spiel that it is actually playing a role in our day to day. Now, don't get me wrong. It plays a role in the sense that, you know, I want and have a lot of the tools and platforms that we use to leverage it, right? Google uses it all the time. And I'm excited to see what Google is doing with machine learning 
um, for Google Analytics 4, which is the next iteration. It's really the, the biggest uh, upgrade of, of Google Analytics since it's it's been, you know, since it was born, you know, back in, I don't know, 2008 or whatever, 2007. Um, so I think that it's, GA4 is putting machine learning and AI at the forefront versus an afterthought in the current Google Analytics, which is really exciting. So to me, the way I, I like to characterize and think about those things is like, what what value am I getting out of them? So my clients ask me about, what do you think about X platform and this? I, I ask them, well, what decisions are you going to make? What decisions are you going to change if you knew X, Y, Z that that this platform or product is promising, mm-hmm. right? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the challenge that you're trying to solve here versus getting hung up on are we using artificial intelligence or are we using machine learning to solve or are we using them to become more efficient? I'm less concerned about those questions. I'm more concerned about let's talk about the challenge that you're facing and and how this might be able to help us solve those and the decisions that you're going to make based on what this is promising, if that's, you know, comes to fruition, that sort of thing. So there's a lot of different you know topics within it, but that's broadly how I, I try to approach those sort of conversations. Yeah. And I'm sure they're only going to get more interesting complex, uh, however you want to classify them, because uh, I like how you put, I mean, I agree, right? It's, it's you know, the words are thrown around sometimes just to throw them around. Uh, but, you know, the, the real conversations are when uh, you start hearing true applications, how it's going to help my business. Yeah. Um, last question here, just, you know, when it comes to web analytics and for those that are interested in, for those that are in it, those that are interested in getting into it, what are some of the biggest myths that you could debunk, right? Because I think everybody may have some preconceived notions about what it takes to be successful in web analytics in that sort of role. You know, what would you love to let everyone know is a, is a complete myth? Well, coming off the, the last point there, I think focusing on and trying to learn and become a master of AI or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, machine learning is probably a misguided thought. Um, don't get me wrong. There are applications for it. And there are jobs out there that that require it for sure. And if you're looking at yourself in the mirror and thinking, I want to be a data scientist, right? That probably is a good thing for you to focus on and and have learning and, and, or learn and become more skilled at. As far as, you know, an analyst, a consultant, um, you know, generally speaking, like those are going to be further down the line. Those are not the first, you know, if you think about it as like a hierarchy of needs sort of thing, those are not the foundational elements. Those are very much the, the cherries on the top. Right. Um, so there, there's a lot more that I think you work work through and work towards before you get to machine learning and AI for various reasons. But one is, like you just said, like what's the value? What's the application? Um, and oftentimes it's, it's kind of, I've found this, it's more puffed up than it, than it actually ends up being in my day-to-day job. Nice. Good one. Any others? Um, I would say that it... it your background probably actually doesn't matter a ton. Mm. Um, again, you know, I, you heard my experiences earlier, but um, the background of my team is varied. So don't get me wrong. It's probably more concentrated on, you know, business school for sure. But, um, you know, there's people in, in, you know, I had a former director who went to school for archaeology, right? And now he's, sure. you know, the head of analytics at an even larger agency. Um, there are, you know, folks on my team who came out of school and, and became a teacher and is now in, you know, is, is now a senior team lead as well um, at SEER in the analytics department, right? Nothing to do with marketing in, in that college education. There's, you know, people that went to school for journalism and are now in, 
you know, same, another team leader, my team that I'm thinking of. So, um, you know, it spans the gamut. So I think that's just another myth that like you had to go to marketing or you have to go get some degree or something like that. And that's not necessarily the case. Got it. So, um, all good stuff. James, I want to thank you for your time here. Where can people connect with you if they want to learn more, they want to ask you more questions and, and maybe just kind of geek out on web analytics. Yeah, you can always uh, do one of two things. You can tweet at me at J-A-Y-C-O-H-H, Jayco. It's an old Xbox username that I carried into Twitter life and has followed me ever since. Um, so you can always tweet at me there. Um, I'm always looking to have conversations around measurement and lots of security things that are happening now. Nice. Um, but always looking for great conversations there. Um, and then conversely, if you want to connect more intimately with me or, or want to talk about SEER or, or just, you know, get coffee and, and, and hear a little bit more about you know, web analytics or analytics and where I think things are going or hear more about the day in the life, um, you can drop me a line. My personal, my email at SEER is James C, just the letter C, um, at S-E-E-R interactive.com um, and or on my LinkedIn. Again, you can find me, James Core, you know, SEER, you'll be able to, to find me. Nice. So Twitter uh, email or LinkedIn, and I'll share links to those in the show notes for, for those that can follow up. James, thanks again. Appreciate you having on having you on the episode and uh, best of luck and see you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Eric. All right. Big thanks to James Core for joining us on this episode. A lot of great tips. I love his perspective on how he structures his teams at SEER and uh, you know a lot of the skills that are required that he looks for traits in, in, in associates for his team. So good stuff. Now, remember to check the show notes for ways to connect with James. He gave a couple of options, and there's some links to some other great marketing career resources. Now, this was a, a Career Moments episode. We've got plenty more that we're planning to release. Uh, we've got more marketers coming your way, and they work in tech in-house uh, startups. So definitely going to branch outside of the agency world. So definitely subscribe so you can be notified when these new episodes are released. And while you're there... Would love to get a review from you. Let us know. Give us some feedback. Love to hear your feedback. And if you need any help at all with your marketing career, don't hesitate to email us. Uh, connect at themarketinghelp.co. Again, connect at themarketinghelp.co. Got some great emails recently uh, from some listeners, and we can't wait to uh, help you guys out. So until the next episode, this is your host, Eric Harbison. And remember, today's a great day to start advancing your marketing career. <laughs>